Hey there, and welcome to Good Podcasting, the show designed to help you create, launch, and grow your podcast. My name's Brian. I'm the host of the show, and today I'm hyped to interview a podcaster I listen to on a weekly basis. His name is Boston Brazel, and he's the host of Cincinnati Soccer Talk that covers all things FC Cincinnati. He describes himself as an accountant that somehow ended up running a soccer podcast. We'll get into that story and plenty more in this episode of Good Podcasting. Boston, I'm excited to have you here on the show, man. Welcome to Good Podcasting. Thanks for having me. I, I'm afraid you've scared all your listeners. Not one, you've mentioned soccer. Two, you've mentioned accounting. Is there anybody left? This is tax season. You can't do that to people. <laughs> well, I, I, actually, yeah, you know, it is tax season. So it's even more of an honor that you decided to join me <laughs> on the show because you're still doing accounting. It's not just soccer, right? Yeah, that's true. It's it's an odd combination, but uh, yeah, I look forward. This is an interesting concept. Your 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 podcast about helping people that intrigues me. Uh, we're, we're we're a startup with the humble roots, so I wish I had found a podcast like yours back in the day. Well, you know, that's my hope uh, to to help others that are thinking about doing it. So uh, I do appreciate you as a veteran podcaster now, a startup with uh, Cincinnati Soccer Talk, being willing to jump on and kind of share a little bit of that story. So tell me a little bit, you, you're an accountant, and you, we'll get into what the podcast is here in just a second. But I'm sure. curious, what drew you from being an accountant, which you still are, to hosting a soccer podcast? Fate and peer pressure. <laughs> Two powerful forces in the universe, isn't it? So uh, I was just an average soccer fan excited about a new minor league team that had come to town expecting uh, very few people to care or show up for it. But it got uh, it got decent following right away. Uh, and a bunch of diehard 20 something year olds uh, went out and decided to support this team called FC Cincinnati in, in their minor league debut. Part of that support involved um, forming fan groups and painting banners and coming up with a chance <laughs> to sing at games. And so I was just one of those crazy 20 year old fans that was just trying to have fun. And I showed up to help my team by painting a banner one day and, okay. I, I, and I'm sitting there with the paintbrush in my hand and I'm painting away and a guy was painting next to me and he said, so do you like soccer? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, that's why we're all here. <laughs> that's why and I'm here. He, yeah. And he says, um, want to write about it? And <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm more of a numbers guy myself. Uh, <laughs> my, my wife's the English major. You probably don't want me. And he said, we need anybody we can get. We're, we're launching a, a, a soccer podcast, soccer website, and it's going to cover this team. And I was like, are you sure anybody's going to read that? This is a minor <laughs> league team. Um, and And somehow... In the, in the scope of an hour and a half, that guy talked an accountant into joining their little hodgepodge band, which at the time was only just a handful of people. That's, that's yeah. kind of my humble roots right there. How about that? So someone, a stranger you didn't even know, had no idea nope. if you could write, could talk about soccer. He just knew you were there to paint a banner he and was said, that hey, do you want to join our team? <laughs> <laughs> so you jumped in right away then, huh? Right at the, the get-go of Cincinnati Soccer Talk? Yeah, I'll admit I was intimidated. I didn't. Um, I started out just writing a couple things on a website here or there. Pretty soon, though, they needed uh, me on a podcast. And 
that's kind of where I transitioned real fast. I'm not a great writer. I still am not a great writer. We, we have evolved as a, as a small little group. We'll get into that. But uh, so we still have that website. We still have the podcast. In fact, many podcasts, but the, it turns out I'm a lot better at talking than I am at okay. writing. So, so, so I shifted more into the audio and then accounting, of course, and then management and still, still do, uh, a hosting job to this day. But, um, so was that something that, uh, you discovered yourself or something that someone else said, Hey, you're better on the mic than you are with the pen. I tried to tell them right away, but, uh, (laughs) it took, it took a little bit of, uh, honestly filling in when somebody was not there as just like a last minute guest host, uh, or a last minute, uh, commentary and then, uh, developing those skills, over time because I don't I'm not from a radio background I'm not from an audio background and I had to kind of learn how to do that on the fly luckily I had amazing um, people in front of me the guy who started Cincinnati Soccer Talk is named Nick Suberly and he he ran a, a Bengals podcast for years was part of Sports Nation and he was a radio guy he had developed those skills in school and then um, without his guidance I'm not sure I'd be doing this so that's kind of cool yeah, yeah. So you've had a number. So Cincinnati Soccer Talk obviously covers all things FC Cincinnati, which is the reason I listen to it week after week after week. I love what you guys do. I love the way that you uh, play off of each other. And we'll, I want to talk about that in just a moment. Um, but it's something that, you know, that's where I grew up. I, I call Cincinnati home. I love following the team. But you guys have... The podcast itself has kind of evolved over the years. As I've been listening to it, you guys started uh, when, right when the minor league team, when right when they started in the USL, which was how many years ago now? Oof. Um, So they're they're in their fourth professional season. Is that seventeen? Yeah, seven, eight years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And you. So you guys started. Nick Suberling was the host at the time. You were part of the team, um, Mm -hmm. and you guys have expanded let's talk about that particular show for a second because you have a rotating cast of of voices on that show on a regular basis how did you find people for that show and how did you how do you work it out to um not be talking over each other constantly because that's hard to do (laughs) on a podcast with multiple voices It, it sure is and um i actually encourage them to talk over me a little bit more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, Cincinnati Soccer Talk is, is a weird uh, hybrid of media that I think is popular at the stage, but very, very hard to do because in order to be fan media, and that's a double-edged sword, uh, it sounds amateur, but it also sounds relatable at the same time. Right. Um, and, and to get a team to take you seriously when you say we're fan media doesn't it's it's very hard. So if you today to go launch a Cincinnati soccer podcast to get the team to credential you to allow you on the field for photographers, press box access, all that um, it's tough. And I feel for new startups right now, because um, especially in the sports industry, if you, if you happen to be in that kind of audio, um, it, it's tough to get the relevance there. What helped us is being there day one. Um, and then consistency, keeping a, a regular show weekly for seven to eight years uh, with a little bit of break in an off season and and just to show you're going to be there day in, day out. Now, yeah. how do you be a fan show when you don't have <laughs> how do you figure out the money? How do you figure out the um, 
the people and you're asking about the people here. Yeah. Um, it, it, it takes a lot of, um, love, uh, volunteers, um, and just general, uh, passion from individuals. And that's what we've had to develop. Uh, we have had a rotating cast. Some people have been here for like myself for 70 years. Some people are coming into this upcoming season brand new. And every year we have to find uh, some new fans to replace some old fans that are walking out the door. That's just life. Um, yeah. And uh, that's kind of what we have. Uh, we are financially able to support ourselves. We cover all the bills. Um, and we even are able to pay some of our uh, beat reporting, stuff like that. So that's neat. Um, nice. But we, I, I say this each week to our fans, what you give us is what we'll give back. Um, because we are fan ran, we are fan supported. And right. our fans um, are our lifeblood. We do get uh, sponsorships and stuff like that. But uh, the majority of our revenue and the majority of our stuff comes from the people of Cincinnati. Yeah. And as, lo and as long as they continue to uh, throw stuff at us, uh, that's kind of how we um, we get as big as they'll let us and we shrink as they shrink it. Sure, sure. And I, I would imagine that you have a lot of fan support uh, because you've expanded your show. You've expanded the number of podcasts that you're doing. Um, yeah. And again, as an out-of-town out fan, um, I love that I get to keep up with all the, the ins and outs of the team because you put mm -hmm. in the work to be on the field, interview the players, to even some of the ones I love the most are the the podcasts that you do, kind of uh, the pregame matchups where you're interviewing podcasters from that support yeah. other teams too. So um, how do you make those connections, uh, number one? And then do, they, do you have the same issues of credibility when you try and get in front of those other teams as maybe you would have initially with the team? We, we have in the past. Um, usually, uh, we can get our own team to vouch for us, or we're also credentialed with United States soccer federation for like United States men's and women's schemes. That okay. is like the ultimate certification in a way. So once we say, Hey, we have this, we can usually get in the door other places, but, uh, gotcha. every once in a while we'll find like a, a team. Uh, so St. Louis is a new MLS team starting this year. Uh, yep. it'll be their first year in major league soccer, St. Louis. They probably have no idea who we are. So when we reach out, um, <laughs> I think that game's in April. So when we when we head over there in April uh, and try to get in their press box, uh, we're gonna have maybe have to have the club reach out and say, "Hey, these guys are are okay. They're part of the team." <laughs> gotcha. Do you foresee? Uh, man, I could get into some soccer talk here, but do you foresee that becoming a big rivalry, Cincinnati and St. Louis, in the years to come? I hope so. There was there was something developing there back in the day when we were we were both in minor leagues together. Yeah. Cincinnati yeah. kind of came up first. And um, for those of you not associated with the soccer world, it's still the Wild West. <laughs> you still have like these made think of the NFL before they had their all their teams. And that's kind of where M uh, MLS is right now. You still have a few more spots that a few more cities could get in and 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 those cities are fighting like crazy to be a part of it. So Cincinnati got in a couple years ago by building a new stadium downtown. It's beautiful. Uh, their fan support helped them uh, push push their way in. They already have Columbus down the road. So yeah, uh, but St. Louis is the newest addition to the party. Yeah, it's been fun, man. Just watching uh, 
Nashville's rise up and St. Louis coming to the party a little bit and just seeing some of those rivalries develop. It's been fun. Um, I used to live in St. Louis as well, so it's got a soft spot in my heart, but I'm a FC Cincinnati fan through and through. And we could keep <laughs> talking about podcasting, but as you mentioned, not everyone that listens to this podcast is a soccer fan. Sure. Um, so maybe we can talk a little bit more off air, but I'm curious, Boston, uh, as you got into podcasting and hosting uh, going from writing to podcasting, you probably had to pick up some equipment, figure out mm -hmm. what you needed to actually be on air to sound good. Walk us through that part of your journey. I thought to be a podcaster, you just needed a microphone and uh, some kind of recorder and you were good to go. And that's all you would need to be super cheap. I, I'm, I'm, I think, I think there is still an element of that, but the more serious you want to take it, the more professional you want to sound. Yeah. The more stuff you need and the more the more of those expenses just add up. So. Right. So, yeah, um, I totally understand this question for anybody out there that's uh, looking at uh, launching. We, we started pretty humbly. We just used um, the free software we could find. I, uh, we, I, uh, some of our fans used to make fun of us back in the day. We just used Google <laughs> Hangouts uh, when that mm. was a thing. And I think I remember we, that. <laughs> we just talk in Google Hangouts and and uh, air it. Now we've had to find ways to get our uh, streams and our audio to the the masses a little bit more professionally. So we currently use a software called Streamyard. Uh, I think okay. it's fairly popular. Um, but the reason we like that is because it can stream video to multiple social media networks live. Yeah. And uh, because of the nature of our show. We, we have a very small audience that attends a show live at 9 p.m., but it's enough of an audience that will feed us questions. And we can see StreamYard will put all of their chat. It doesn't matter if it's YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. It all streams into the chat, and we can we can actually display those on the show um, mm. from wherever their outlet is. And so that gives us kind of a live interaction. Hey, uh, Jesse from YouTube is asking about whether this player is going to be in the game. Let's talk about that, guys. And it helps us steer a narrative we may not even have in a, a show rundown. And it yeah. uh, makes it a little bit more... Uh, we, we just like that live element. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just talked to a podcaster um, recently who says that they see a spike in their show when they record live because of the interaction. So they get more viewers and listeners when they do it live than they do on the back end. Uh, so it's an interesting dynamic uh, here in this too. So, interesting. Uh, but I, yeah, I do think there's something about that live element that I haven't tested out myself yet, um, yeah. that you do get that interaction, those questions, because I could sit here all day long. I could do a whole episode on mm -hmm. inviting questions for, you know, what do you want to hear us address in future episodes? Or what do you want to hear us address next week? And I'll get no response. You know, that's hard to do. But that live interaction, I think there's something to that element that probably sets you up for even not even that show, but maybe even future shows, I would imagine. So you guys do you do use StreamYard and you don't you're not all in the same space when you're no. recording. You're I would all love in to your... be. That would be so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk us through that dynamic. What, why the desire to be in person versus what you're doing currently? We do do live shows. We're in the same space. Uh, unfortunately, they're usually terrible on the audio side. So we don't always release them as podcasts. Um, so the fans uh, have re every once in a while, a fan group will request us or a, a brewery or a bar will request us to do an on-site location show. So we have another one coming up here uh, in the preseason, uh, an FC Cincinnati group of fans. They're about 200 people strong. 
take over one of the northern suburb breweries. And yeah. uh, they've asked us to come do a live show there. And so we'll do one. I think it's their scarf release party. Uh, okay. For, for those of uh, you soccer fans are crazy and they wear scarves even in summer. So, <laughs> um, so they, but they design them and they make them all cool. So we're going to go do a show. Then they're going to release their scarf and then a band's going to play afterwards. It's just going to be like kind of, kind of a fun atmosphere. Yeah. Those, that audio is terrible. Absolutely garbage. Cause it's in this echoey brewery space and it's just better to leave as a live show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Live, live recordings are difficult. Um, yeah. I, I, I do. So you don't release those as podcasts. Right? No, you, you, said. you catch them on YouTube and, or you're there. You know, it's mainly for the people that's there. And then okay. um, and then, it, it, you know, those are very rare. Unless for some reason we interview somebody that's like, man, we got to get this out. And, and we're going to yeah. try to run this through uh, Adobe Audition, which is another <laughs> software we use and try to clean this thing up a little bit. Uh, but you know, there's too, too much here to not release to the fans. Yeah. Do you ever release those as, you know, shorter clips on YouTube? Mm -hmm. I think that's the nature of, uh, repurposing media these days, right? Is you can get some more traction out of things like that, that maybe you don't release the whole episode. You release a clip of it. Yeah. We've played with it, but honestly, in my experience, consistency is the key. If you want to get people on board with something, you have to do it when no one will watch it. No one will listen. No one will care. Um, we, I think we broadcasted our podcast for the first year to 40 people, maybe, um, especially those early episodes, no one yeah. downloaded, but the, the thing is you're there when somebody eventually wants that. And so they right. search soccer podcast, FC Cincinnati, and then the you keep doing that, you're going to show up in search results. You're going to show up in um, in Reddit posts, or people will recommend you. I, I once I once heard this podcast called Cincinnati Soccer Talk. Maybe you should check it out. And then all of a sudden, um, all of those fruitless nights of talking to no one become <laughs> um, um, thousands and thousands and thousands of views. Right. And I think the beauty of that too is those first I don't know 10, 20, 40, 100 episodes. They really are a grind where you're trying to figure out how do I even do this if you've not done it before. You don't have a radio background, as you mentioned. How do I do this? How do we make our audio sound better? How do we get this? It takes a while to build chemistry, which is interesting mm -hmm. uh, that, that Cincinnati Soccer Talk changes hosts and brings in different people. I love that dynamic, but man, that's a hard dynamic to, to create where someone that just jumps on uh, to fit into the chemistry of maybe some hosts that have been there for a while. So um, that's definitely a challenge that uh, I think you guys have navigated really well. It's a tough one, and it's one that I'm very cautious about to this day. So as you can imagine, because we're fan-created, we, we want to continue the tradition. Soup's handed this down to me to be the head host. I'm, um, I get assistance from, from some people on the staff as well because I can't be there every week, but um, – we continue to bring in i told the story of me painting and somebody said hey will you do this we continue that tradition to this day we find hmm. people that want to participate want you have to want to do this right. and and so we find those people and we plug them in and we'll start them off small you know here just just be a guest on the show talk about what, what what are you passionate about we recently brought a guy in all he cares about is soccer history and i okay. was like i was like that's such a small field that like i'm not sure um like the masses are gonna love it but there's gonna be 200 people that are gonna love everything you do right <laughs> and so 
Sure enough, he starts putting out this soccer history stuff, and it gets gobbled up by it. You, you could, we could see a lot of metrics, you know, Google Analytics on our website, and it's yeah. it's like the returns <laughs> are like the highest percentage of return viewers um, because it just touches a certain segment. So that's what we try to find. We try to find people that can plug in a certain area that have a passion yeah. that work. I don't, unfortunately, I wish I could bring on every fan that wants to talk about soccer, right. uh, but I have to kind of what I do is going back to your chemistry. I, I do kind of an interview process nowadays where I have a couple of phone calls with you. How, how's the flow going? Um, do you seem like you can talk about soccer for an hour? Cause you need that. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. then, and then, uh, what I want is how's your vibe with me? Um, how is, how do I think your vibe is going to be? Then we'll put you on a show as a test run, you know, one yeah. show, how do you, uh, jive with the others? And I always, I always tell people like, don't be, um, don't sit back and just and watch this episode happen and only answer when you're called on, like participate and you're in if this is, yeah, true. that'd be a difficult thing to do. I think to sit back if, especially if you're only listening to the audio and you hear a random voice pop in every now and then, and you're like, who, <laughs> who is that? Where did they come <laughs> from? Right. Uh, cause you yeah. forgot they were, they were introduced at the beginning. Uh, yeah. that's interesting. So as far as you've talked through kind of stream yard is definitely something that has, but you've been able to use as a tool to to stream. What all platforms, first of all, do you stream to? YouTube, Facebook, I assume. And Twitter. Uh, and Twitter. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you post the next morning on Tuesdays uh, to everywhere else. Yeah. Is as soon correct? as that show's done, I go straight into audio mode. So I, I, I record a show for an hour, and then I, I usually listen to the show for another hour. And okay. then I... Um, chop stuff. I start chopping dead time, dead space, uh, working through, we have a bad tendency to do lots of pops and clicks and, uh, sure. Over breaths. I'm sure as you've listened to this interview, you might've heard, uh, just the awkward ums and, and such that yeah. some of that you want to leave in though, because it's natural sounding. Right. Um, so we do leave some of that natural oopsie type of stuff in there. And then if it gets excessive, it's where we start chopping and cutting it. So yeah. it takes, yeah. so uh, about midnight, you know, if we record at nine, about midnight, uh, I'm, I'm releasing it. Okay. All right. So you do all the post-production editing, post-production is all immediately. You. Yeah. All right. How about that? So Tuesday mornings aren't always your live and perky <laughs> mornings, are they? <laughs> no, no. Whoever is the host actually does the editing. So if Brian, uh, my, my uh, co-host does the yeah. hosting, even if I'm just on the show, um, okay. then he will edit it. Okay. That's kind of our that's kind of our deal. It's if you get to host. That's a great also. setup. I got a Tuesday morning coffee appointment. I need you to host this week. Is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, so what what do you actually use to record? Is there a particular microphone that you love? What do you run it into to get it to Streamyard to sound good? We're not too snobby on this. The only thing we have found is that we want to sound the same. So okay. what we try to do, and we have a couple people that still use outside mics. And we're, we're, we're slowly um, spending extra money on conforming them. So you'll, yeah. you'll notice eventually with the long-term hosts that they, they sound similar. And that's because we all use a similar mic. And we, we like dynamics. Uh, I, th I think, I think we, we try to stay in that $99, $100 range, like ATX. Yeah. I can't remember exactly the brand. But we just basically use your standard $100 Amazon dynamic mic. Yeah. Uh, nothing too fancy here. But if, if somebody's got a dynamic mic and somebody else has got a different kind, then it just it just sounds weird to us. 
do you do a lot of work? Do you do a lot of plugins and noise reduction and all of that? Or is it pretty clean from the, from the jump? No, as long as we're all using a similar setup, the editing is not too bad. What I have to end up doing is, uh, I, uh, some of us really need pop filters. <laughs> some of us have them <laughs> and we don't use them when we should. Uh, I, I'm one of those people. I tend to have a really poppy, crispy sounding voice. So, um, that's kind of what I'm really doing is trying to go in there and, and make it as smooth as possible. Um, and that's most really of the editing, but as far as the, the sound, the sound levels, even those are mostly fine. Streamyard does a little bit of that for you, which okay. is nice. Uh, some, some of that built in feature. And then at the end of the day, what we do is we use Adobe audition to edit, and then we will run it through a, uh, what's, what's that setting called, but basically a, a loudness filter. Yeah, and and we will just match loudness. I think is what it's called. And we'll eventually run that through at a at a sixteen decibel type of uh, level, and then clean it up even further. Yeah, that's a that's a, a big one that podcasters don't think about. I had to learn along the way is that the luffs level, the loudness level. That, yes, the luffs. Uh, that's at sixteen luffs. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple Podcasts is going to make the adjustments if you don't, and you're not going to like the adjustments that they make because it's going to compress too much of your sound or it's going to raise it up and you're hear more of that background noise, all that kind of stuff. So, um, the stream, no Adobe audition you said is what yeah. you run that through to, mm -hmm. to hit that mark. That's awesome. And, and negative 16 is kind of the, that's what Apple uses. Spotify's mm -hmm. a little different. Mm -hmm. YouTube's a little different, but you kind of hit that average. That's where most podcasters listen. And so that's a, that's a good pickup there. I want to transition a little bit and talk about the growth of the podcast. So, uh, you started with Cincinnati Soccer Talk that we were talking kind of before the recording uh, was kind of for the average fan, the average Joe uh, that was going to support this minor league soccer team in the city of Cincinnati. And now you've grown into two or three shows now, different hosts, different editors, it sounds like. Uh, talk about the progression of that network of soccer podcasts that you guys run. Sure. The Cincinnati Soccer Talk is fan ran and fan supported and I feel I will feel like I failed if I uh, someday leave and I don't haven't handed it off to the next generation because that's okay. that, that's we want this thing to continue and it's done a great job of making it seven years through different hosts and different feels and, and styles. It needs to be an evolution, in my opinion. Um, hmm. a, a podcast that whoever's the host, make it your own. You know, continue, but just continue the the mission of giving the fans a media source that isn't your regular old media that just it asks the default questions and gets the default answers. And we want to be the, I think uh, we're interviewing the head coach of FC Cincinnati today. I just put out a tweet uh, a couple hours ago saying, Hey, what do you want us? What do you want us to ask? We just use us as a pass through. If you could talk to the coach today, what would you ask him? And then we're just going to uh, do that. We're going to, we're going to pass it right through and, and we'll talk to him. Uh, two o'clock here in here in an hour and a half. So all right, how about that? Uh, um, well, looking but, forward to to that interview. <laughs> yeah. So, but to to answer your question, um, you go uh, you can go to our website right now, CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com. Search in the toolbar by match reports. Go to the first year that's available, and you can see how amateur we were. Just just graphics alone, <laughs> and and then our first podcasts probably sound as bad as those pictures look. Because we were doing <laughs> we were doing a website and a podcast at the same time, uh, so it's it's an evolution. You have to get 
uh, a backing to, to really grow it in some way, but also go as far as you can. We went as far as we could just being as free as possible. And we still had a motto of providing free content to fans. So what that ends up looking like, uh, if you, you're familiar with the Cincinnati soccer scene, but you have a newspaper, which is paid access, right? And mm-hmm. then you have a beat reporter that has to make ends meet. So what, what they've done is more of a restricted Patreon style. Um, and, and, it's a great idea. If you're just trying to support a one person operation, that's probably the best business model for you. Right. Our business model is free for everybody. <laughs> we just need somebody to pay. So, right. so, so the few pay for the middle, the, the few pay for the many if that makes sense. Yeah. And so that's, that's worked for us because the uh, people of Cincinnati have been generous and, uh, and opened up. So as long as you talk about the scale of, us growing over the years, it's only because um, people listen. Sure. I, I mentioned earlier we don't get a lot, a lot, a lot of live views, but it's enough to make a conversation roll. And then we, ninety nine point nine percent of all our views are download audio. We have a heavy downloadable audience now. Uh, okay. Seven years in, and so we try to make adjustments to keep that audience as, as happy and as fulfilled as possible. If you're listening to us. Why are you listening to us? That's our mission to figure it out. Why? What's the best sure. thing we do, and how do we continue that, and how do we take that and make it better? And over the, we take feedback. We send out a survey every year. One of the feedback items we heard is that, hey, you guys, it's a great show, but it's it's too it's too dumbed down. I'm a hardcore <laughs> soccer fan. I want to hear about what formation the players are in. I want to hear about why Powell went up the right wing and. And your guys' show is for like the first to second year fan. <laughs> so so once we got enough of those requests, we realized, okay, now there's an audience for this. And we launched okay. a sh- we launched a, a, a second show with okay. uh, we ended up getting a former player of the team and a former professional coach. And we merged them together and they kind of made a cool. Uh, and then we went another step there to make sure that show didn't even sound like our show. We hired a, a, a separate editor. So there is okay. a separate editor for that show that we pay uh, by episode to do that. And, and we were able to do that because we got big enough and, and got enough support. And then we launched a third show, the one you talk about, uh, where we interview other players from other teams. And that kind of was a cool need that our little minor league team has grown up and is a big boy now and is now in the major <laughs> leagues. But our fans are all used to these minor league teams. We knew who the Pittsburgh Riverhounds were. We knew who Louisville <laughs> City was. But we didn't know any of the players on Toronto FC. Right. One of these big teams that just won an MLS Cup pretty pretty recently after we had joined. So what's the best way to do that? We figured out, why don't we just go find the other people like us? All these Sports Nation mm. websites or all these other podcasts around the league and let's go find – we don't – yeah, if, if there's nobody, we'll talk to the newspaper guy or we'll talk to the beat reporter. But let's go get the fans and let's have them yeah. tell us about their team. And so we launched a third show that was all about who are we playing the next week and what are they like? What's their, who's, who's their players to watch out for? Hey, introduce, introduce your team to Cincinnati. And, and so now we're kind of at this crossroads with that show is – now our fans have listened to that show for years. Do we still do the same thing? I'm actually, yeah. we're having this discussion right now with that show. It's like, interesting. Um, how, how do we evolve that show to not be 
you've listened to it. Are, are you going to be bored listening to us talk to Orlando City fans about their team for the 15th time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it depends on how their team changes and what, you know, where they're at on the table and all that good stuff, too. So if I'm nervous about it, yeah, I'm going to listen more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to get that feedback right now. And the key is um, listen to what your audience wants. What do they want? Yeah. And, uh, try to figure out how to keep them interested. So the, the two shows that you've talked about, um, Talking Tactics, is yes. that, that's the, the second one you launched. And then March to Match Day, is that the third one that we've been kind of dancing around a little bit here? Yeah, March to Match Day is the third show, but we just keep that in our main channel. So Talking Tactics with Coach Goff, we keep that as we keep that as a that was actually an entirely separate show in a new podcast yeah. feed. And we treat that as a, a completely separate entity. March to Match Day, we we run as a. You know, in Apple, when you could tag things as bonus, so we tag those yeah. <laughs> as our bonus shows, and gotcha. it's a third podcast, but we keep it in our main feed um, for okay. accessibility purposes. It's a lot to okay. go ask fans to go find three podcasts to listen. Yeah, to. Yeah, no, I hear you. You said you're you're fan supported, uh, so you guys have have some funding behind you. I know you have sponsorships. How do you go about for for someone who is in kind of maybe in that process of growing their show, sure. looking for funding, looking for sponsorships. How did you guys take those steps to get to where you're at now? This is a, an interesting one because I think all of us deal with, well, I want to get bigger. Uh, right. But I have to figure out how to, who's going to be your, I remember the first sponsor was our biggest, how do we get a sponsor? Um, <laughs> how do these shows do it? Like once you're bigger, it's easier. It's it, it, right. kind of, this catch 22. How do you get a job if you don't have a car, but you need a car to get a job. And, and so that's, that's what you find yourself in with, with a sponsorship. Right. We put the pedal to the metal and we tapped as many connections as we possibly could. Uh, I think one of our first sponsors was a dry cleaner in the area. Okay. And I remember, okay. I remember he, he was a friend of somebody who was volunteering for us and I remember the guy saying, are people really going to get dry cleaning from listening to your show? And we were like, <laughs> we don't know, but it's worth a shot. <laughs> we can't promise you anything. I don't know if that guy got a single dry cleaner bill from our, at the time we probably only had a few hundred people listening, but I hope he did. I hope somebody out there went and got dry cleaning from that guy. He didn't renew, so I doubt it. But, uh, uh, but that was the first one and that did help us um move forward but we just had to convince somebody out there to take a shot and i'm sure yeah. we've had sponsors that paid off we've had sponsors as big as uh local banks um not even okay. local banks national bank uh, F uh first financial once sponsored us prior our biggest okay. sponsorship ever because they were launching a credit card for the team and so oh perfect yeah so some of their some of their marketing guys were like who do we sell this to it's probably such a niche product and they said, well, I go find anybody who supports this team. And so somebody called us and said, hey, Weenie, would you guys be interested in selling a debit card, credit card for our bank? And we're like, sure. And we gave him a quote. And the guy came back to us and said, because he's from the marketing agency, not, not the bank. And he said, okay, you're going to want to ask for more. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, huh? And he was like, you're going to want to ask for more. They won't even take you seriously if you give them that price. We were giving oh, them like our goodness. dry cleaner guy price, you know? <laughs> And he was like, he was like, we're trying to sell you guys as a legitimate 
you know, source here for, you know, the market companies even working for us at this point in a way, because they're, they yeah. want the deal so they can get money. And, oh yeah. And so the, they're like, give us your numbers. We gave them our numbers. We don't always like to do that, but you know, if you're going to spend enough money, it's probably beneficial. We got the deal. Uh, that's probably our biggest that's deal fantastic. ever. And it financed us okay. for a whole year. <laughs> wow. Easy. Easy. Wow. I got to remember that one. <laughs> you got to love when they come to you and say, ask for more. Oh, man. that I, I bet that's a rare occasion. That doesn't it's happen never happened often again. It's never happened again. <laughs> we, we do have sponsors reach out now. Um, I, I would say for anybody, no matter what the size of the check is, don't sell anything that you won't uh, use yourself or you, don't sell stuff to people that, that trust you and listen to you. That's absolute garbage. Um, Right. If, for example, I'm 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 actually kind of worried about the day DraftKings or somebody knock on my door. I don't have a problem <laughs> with sports gambling, but I have now this weird issue of what if I sell sports gambling and then somebody has somebody goes out of control with it, and, right. and you know what's my responsibility there? And so, I, 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 in a way, I hope I never get a sports sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about it. No, I think that's good to. There is a responsibility that comes with with sponsorship. Many people, I think, jumping into it will take any money they can get. But I think that's good advice for people looking for for sponsorship. So thank you for sharing that. What are some of your next steps? We used to want to grow as big as possible. I think any business grow or dies, you hear all the time. We we talk to fans that support our show, and we talk to fans that maybe just we just asked on Twitter one time, like. Um, we can get bigger if you guys want to fund it. Like we can start. I remember we had goals of launching like full-time YouTube content where somebody's just constantly okay. chopping up clips and putting them on there. Being a YouTuber now is big business. Our Instagram, we go through spurts where we post a lot of stuff and we fall behind. And right now it's one of those periods where we haven't posted very much in the off season. But wh what do you do? What, we, we are a certain size that works or financially mm -hmm. stable, you, you want to push yourself and take risks, but also you want to listen to the feedback you've got. And last year we kind of got feedback that just said, Hey, you've done a lot. Maybe let us catch up as fans. Um, just don't keep launching new stuff at us. Is kind of the feedback we got. So we've taken okay. um, an opposite approach of, of our usual grow, grow, grow model. In, in the first six years of our life, you'll see all kinds of stuff. You'll see stuff where we launched, and even on the website article series, we launched and failed. I I once thought it would be a great idea to launch an article series about every other team in the Eastern Conference. Um, no one read that. It was it was awful. <laughs> and I don't know if it. We was, don't care about other teams. We care about our team. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was it was abysmal. And so you try and you fail. You put we put podcasts out there that have been total duds, and and so that's kind of what we did this last year was play with, play with formats, play with style, um, try a new, try to mix it up. Don't have the exact same starting host every time. What do people want to hear? All I'm trying to say at the end of the day is, <laughs> you, you you try stuff, you fail, you keep trying, and that's kind of been the focus this year. So what what is CST going to do this next year? I think I think a hybrid of that. We want to. We want to grow a little bit more. So I want to try out new podcast formats for the fans, keeping keeping our seasoned, stable consistency with the main podcast. Um, yep. But I think you'll I think the fans um, 
or anyone else that's interested will notice some new flares this year. And I hope that's appreciated. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, and it's probably much more fun to cover the team in the last year or so than it has in the previous three seasons in MLS. (laughs) I thought our podcast downloads would tank after two years of being bad. We go into a third year. For those of you who don't follow Major League Soccer, we were last place. (laughs) Last, You know how statistically hard it is to be last place three years in a row? (laughs) You... You should at least be second to last. Just the mathematics don't yeah. don't even work out. Yeah. You have to be that bad. We and and we were. Yeah. So so what <laughs> we do you we do? had pieces. Was, we had pieces. Yeah, you want to talk we about weren't. challenging podcasting. How do you as a podcaster <laughs> get on a weekly show and say, Well, we sucked again for the eightieth time <laughs> in a new way that the fans won't turn you off immediately? That was challenging. So, you know, there's something, though, about Cincinnati sports fans <laughs> that are used to that with our teams over the years. Yeah. That, you know, there's no new way to say it. So we're just used to hearing yeah. it. Uh, so when a team takes off, um, like, let's say the Bengals again this year. How about that? Um, and then FC Cincinnati last year, man, we just we will get behind it. <laughs> Man, we love it. We love it. Love what you're doing. You can say anything. Uh, and, and we love what you're doing because the team is doing all that well. So last question I have for you. It's not podcast related, but I'm curious what you think is going to happen with Brenner this season. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Brenner is our Brazilian star player we brought in to be the uh, face of our team. He, he finally, after a couple of years, did pretty good last year. Um, but he, he still never made that star. Actually, a homegrown American player ended up being our star. Um, yeah. And Brenner took, I guess, what, number two to him, would you say? Yeah, yeah. But I think they make a good combo up top. They made a good combo. Uh, Vasquez and Brenner. I don't think he's a he's a lone forward. I don't think he's a number nine by himself. Yeah. I think you put him with someone else, they work well together. I think Brenner will be out of here by the summer. Um yeah, uh, he still has a lot of value. He probably doesn't have thirteen million dollars worth of value that we paid for them. Um, but if if FC Cincinnati can get ten, nine to ten million and let him walk, and they got three years of use, uh, mm-hmm. I'd say that's an okay okay trade. Um, think of it yeah. like a used car. You drive a car for three years and you can get out with just a few thousand dollars less than you paid for it. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe that's right. a, maybe that's an okay deal. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd hate to see him go, but I understand if he did. Lucho's the one that I I, I think will be hurting if he, be in, if he we'd disappears. Be in deep. We'd be going right back down that board. We finally made the playoffs. Three years of stinking. Make the playoffs. And, <laughs> and then uh, if, if, if Lucho's on this team, we're, I think we're back in the playoffs again. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Boston, thanks so much. This has been a fun interview for me. Uh, I love listening. Like I said, I love listening to you and the guys every week on CST. Uh, it's fun to hear your story a little bit. Uh, where can people find you? I know your Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Give us those handles where people can find you. Uh, at Cincy Soccer Talk on Twitter. Uh, you can just search Cincinnati Soccer, Cincinnati Soccer Talk, FC Cincinnati Podcast. Luckily, we've got most of the search terms wrapped up, so you can find us um, any of those ways. But yeah, check us out, especially if you're uh, if you're interested in sports. Uh, I would love DM me. I think I've got my uh, Twitter DMs permanently open. So um, if if you're if you're wanting to be in the sports field, I can probably help guide you 
um, through some of the difficult terrain we've dealt with. Uh, certain media groups that teams have been hostile, some have been great. Um, right now, luckily, FC Cincinnati's got a great media team, and so we're able to, to work with them well. Uh, there's all kinds of challenges when you're when you're in this business of sports radio, and so hopefully um, uh, anybody out there that's in that field has, can navigate it better than I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you guys have done a fantastic job. A lot of trial and error, as you mentioned, but I hope you find yourself in a good spot. Um, Boston, once again, thanks for joining me on Good Podcasting. No, thank you for having me. It's great.